What's up, girlfriend? You are tuned into the She Believe He Could podcast, a podcast dedicated and created to encourage the girls to flourish in their faith. We are embracing the stumbles, examining the scriptures while empowering our stories all for God's glory. My name is Kiana and I am your host in her creative faith mentor. Together, we are minding our mindsets, working through process and believing in God for his promises. She Believe He Could is a declaration founded in Hebrews 11.1. So grab your Bibles as we read, Now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. Listen, sis, we will be a community of women with faith today. And if you are believing in God to move you beyond your old way of thinking, meet us here as we trust God together. She Believe He Could. What's up, you guys? Kiana back here with another podcast episode. I definitely wanted to jump back on here and prepare you for what's to come on the podcast. So if you do not follow She Believe You Could on Instagram, or you may not have been on social media for one of your new year prayer and fasting goals or recommendations or even a requirement or something you just really wanted to set forth in this new year, then you totally missed the announcement that is coming to the podcast. At the end of last year, you guys know that we were doing 21 days of prayer. On the very last day, I thought it was interesting to reflect that our day 21 was challenged to grow. It says so many of us have felt disconnected from God, from friends, family, and even from our purpose. God will give you more than you feel you have lost. Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may be abound in hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing through the experience of your faith that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you will abound in hope and overflow with confidence in his promises. You guys, this was our day 21 of prayer last year. And God gave me two words for this year. I just felt just a stirring in my heart and what God wanted to do. But I had no idea at the time that hope would be the foundation that we are to stand on in this year. And so as I flip through my journal, I am looking for my notes, sis. So my 2023 word for the year regarding ministry, regarding purpose is refinement. God gave me three scriptures that really set the foundation. But if you look in 1 John 3, verses 1, 2, and 3, God tells us what we are God tells us what we shall be and he tells us what we should be. In view of the return of Jesus Christ, we should keep our lives clean. And so this refinement process, I know we all sing the Maverick City song, Refiner. We love to praise and sing that song about God refining us. But what we don't talk about is the process in which it hurts, in which it disappoints, in which it frustrates. So this refinement process is removing our impurities. It is an unwanted substance. We don't talk about that it hurts. You know, we don't talk about the refining of which of things of which we thought were pure or good 
in the Lord's eyes, they are not. You know, the Bible talks about how God's thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are above our ways. And so what we may deem as clean or good, God may not see it in that light. And so when you're being refined and there are some impurities that are coming up and you thought that they weren't so bad and you thought that it could have been a good thing, God is now stripping you of those impurities. And so I wrote in my notes that even if you feel you're walking in a season of holiness, you will still go through a season of God's refinement because he desires to shine his glory in and through our lives. During this refining season, God prepares you not to only obtain the promises that he speaks to you and over you and through you, but to retain it as well. And a lot of time, I think we are programmed or we are just moving in motion to obtain certain things, acquire uh, these successes of what we think are good and accomplishments. But the retainment part is what keeps us content and what keeps us humble before God, because we know that as fast as we got it, it can go. And so we won't find our joy in the tangible things and we won't even find happiness in, in the wind. We will be content with what is in front of us, the reality in which we face. So if you're ever in doubt and you start to doubt the process and you start to want to give in and give up and not really see the fruit of it, you're not seeing the fruit of what you are planting in your ground of faith, you know, we talk about that, then I want you to go and be encouraged that even our season of holiness, God will refine because he desires, he desires to shine his glory in and through our lives. And so don't ever think we'll make it to a place of final until we are in, in eternity with God himself. And so our work here is it's continuous, it's it's constant, and it should bring us comfort. But when it brings us other things outside of peace, come on here, we need to remember and reflect that the refinement is a removal process. It's not supposed to feel good, sis. It's not supposed to make you happy all the time. It's not supposed to be this process of which you get to pick and choose what's pure and what's what's impure because then you will be the god of your life and then you would you know cross that line of letting the lord rule and be the head of your life so refinement was my 2023 word for the ministry but when i started to think about personally when it comes to marriage and motherhood and i want to encourage y'all too this is something new for me that i Um, just did in this year but you know pray and ask God for words for either just the ministry or just the business or just the podcast or the blog and then ask God to give you a word that is just for you because this is the thing we try to take what God gives us for a certain season or for a certain person or for a certain area in our life and we try to make that universal for everything and I think it complicates it and it creates disappointment more than anything and frustration because what we thought it was supposed to be in one area does not apply to the next. The next word that the Lord gave me was hope because God truly knew he knew I would need hope 
in order to continue to say yes to the refining process. That hope would be what I cling to. That hope would be what I pray and ask God for every single day that this year has come. And so I'm going to read to you guys a little part of my journal that I wrote on the New Year Day, January 1st. January 1st for me was definitely a hard, hard moment. I knew this year wouldn't be like any other year. You know, I think we say that we go into it with the mindset and we really do believe in God for more, different, better. Because his promise says and his word says that he takes us from glory to glory. But I love how Jesus says that he has overcome the world. So take heart. Take heart that rejection will come. Take heart that disappointments will come. That you will get a no. That it won't be right now. It'll be next time. And so take heart for Jesus has overcome the world. And find your contentment not in what is to come. But what has came and come for you and died for you on the cross for your sins. So that you can find joy in just your existence alone, sis. Like let us be content in life that we breathe each and every day instead of reaching for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. But I wrote here, I says, thinking back to the garden of Gethsemane, Jesus said in Matthew 26, 37, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. With his face to the ground, he prayed, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Jesus returned and found them sleeping. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Jesus' prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane showed his humanity. How his humanity dreaded the pain and the sorrow that he shall face. Jesus conquered this flesh, this same flesh, and kept it in, kept it in subjection to the Holy Spirit. It is so good to know that when we face trials, Jesus knows what it's like to want God's will and yet not to want it. He act out of love, yet dread the hurt that often results. To desire the righteousness and obedience even when the flesh is screaming out and against it, this conflict is not sinful, it is human. And so a lot of times I used to feel that if I go, if I feel up against what I believe God is telling me to do, or if I don't want to be in this refining process, I kind of want to detour or find shortcuts to kind of go around it like, God, please let this cup pass for me. I don't want to endure. I don't want to embrace the hardships that is to come. That is me asking for my will and me stepping into my plans that I have for myself yet while not trusting the Lord, not standing in his will, not asking God for his plans because I'm looking for an exit when God is saying, keep straight three more miles. You know, I'm looking for the nearest exit. I'm in panic. You know, I'm thinking I don't want to face what's to come. And what led to this point, I remember wondering how much more, Jesus, like just this thought, how much more? Have you ever been in a season of your life where you just said, how much more? I wonder if my Jesus thought that thought, you know, how much more, Father, as he was beat, betrayed, punished, spat on, broken before the people for his perfection and his flawless life? 
But for those whom God loved, his beloved, even for the man causing the pain he died for. Again, hope. Hope is what I am standing on today. It is my foundation. It is really assuring me of the things that are coming to pass. So I want to leave you with this anchor scripture that is keeping me at the bottom of the depth of what is to come in this lifetime, especially in the unknown. It's in Psalm 42, 5, where it says, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. So with this being said, I started a few things this year. I started writing a book, and I'm smiling because I'm really proud of of how far I've gotten. I started it on January 1st and what triggered this action, this 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 feeling of me wanting to sit down and finally begin this writing process or this journey rather, me, my mom, and my sister went to see the Whitney Houston movie, I Want to Dance with Somebody. And it was such a tribute to such a beautiful soul. Despite her, her lows in life, despite her struggles and her flaws, her humanity was beautiful in its transparency and its truth and her story nonetheless really inspired me to tell mine and with that I pray that if you haven't seen that movie if you're thinking oh it's just another Whitney Houston film I really want you to be encouraged to go in with your your lens of faith on and really see her for human see her for mother see her for daughter see her for wife see her for a child of god don't just see her as this icon or this celebrity or someone that's famous or that has a lot of money and the drugs and all the things that came to become a part of her life but before then i think god really shook me up because if someone was to make a movie of your life and put it on the big screen, what would it display? What would be shown? What would be frowned upon? What would be talked about? You know, what are the things that people would remember forever and be like, girl, did you see? And so I thought about my life and it really, um, she has a song that played in the movie and it stuck with me all. It's called, I Didn't Know My Own Strength by Whitney Houston. And it, I cried. I cried so much. I played it on repeat because it, it truly spoke to a really deep place in me where you don't realize the power of your own strength. You don't realize how much you have gone through to have made you this strong. And this is life before Christ. Like these are things I experienced before giving my life to Christ and then giving my life to Christ and walking with the Lord, talking and walking with the Lord, having faith of a mustard seed and knowing who my God is in heaven, the same God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the living God. I know that my strength is found in a place that no one sees. Just like the movie, you know, I feel like it's on display for us to now see a synopsis of her life you know of course it's always a tale of a tale because this is not Whitney's telling her story herself God rest her soul but then it just encouraged me to do that like if you have time and you've been thinking about writing a book and you've been thinking about starting a blog and you've been thinking about doing something that 
not only is going to bring God the glory, bring God the glory of your life, in your life, through your life, but truly tell your story so that when you are no longer here, so that when one say your name or remember who you were, there's impact, there's influence, there is some type of initiative to be better, then you should do it. You should really think about doing it. And I want to encourage you to do it. And so I started writing my book. And then also, um, I had this revelation, right? I had this revelation of what was to come to the podcast because I started back Bible college this semester and I got a lot going on, right? You know, I'm still intentionally focused on my kids. You know, I was just at the school this morning answering questions, asking questions, making my presence known because I want to partner in my child's education. And I think it's so good for us mamas out there to know that you have a voice. We tell our kids to use their voice, to find their courage, walk in confidence. But we as parents sometimes lack because we send our kids off to school and we just give them full reins and control and authority of what is happening at school. And then we expect it to stay at school instead of us welcoming it home and having them open openly discuss what's going on at school. And so, again, as a parent, as a mom, I believe that we have to extend our hand and welcome. We have to show our faces. We have to show up. We have to open up our mouths in, in introduction and really make our presence known that I send my kid to school here but just know that he has an advocate. He has a support system. He has uh, people that are surrounding him, not just in prayer, but that are truly wanting the absolute best for him. And if that is not what he is getting and if he's having struggles or if he's finding days to be difficult, I want to work through it. Um, it's, it's unfortunate and it's really sad that in this society, in this day and age, a lot of parents are so hands off. You know, whether that's because they're working all the time or they just allowing the children to make their choices. But I believe that if you will stand with your child, have their back, but to know that you're always on the side of right and you're always on the side of just. And so, y'all, I feel like I'm going on a tangent on this episode because there's a lot to talk about. And I hope you are really soaking up this episode. So lastly, though, because we've talked about New Year, um, my revelations, my word for this year. We talked about motherhood. We talked about me writing this book. Um, I already have a title for it and everything. I really need to get back to it. I pick it up and put it down. And so for those who are authors or those who are writing books I definitely see why it's a journey because you don't come back to it all the time you come back to it when you have time lastly before I go if you are wondering what's going on with the podcast listen up starting next week Wednesday February 22nd we will start pushing out mini-sodes so like I said if you don't follow us on Instagram and you kind of missed that big announcement if you go to the website at www.shebeliefhecould.org and click on the podcast tab, there's going to be a pop-up box where if you are not already on the email list, if you've signed up on the email list before or if you 
wrote me a message on the website before, then I have your email address. But if you think you may need to put it on there again, go to the website, drop your name and your email address. Because starting next week, we are going to do mini-sodes. So I'm taking a conversation that I had with my business coach, Tatiana. Um, You guys, you have heard her on the podcast. You have seen me on her channel and vice versa. And so... I'm taking an episode and I'm breaking it down to bite-sized nuggets and I want to meet weekly on Zoom for live discussions. And so I'm looking forward to these mini-sows. I've already broken them down to 21 mini-sows. So that's 21 weeks that you're going to get some kind of audio, some kind of podcast. These episodes are going to be really short. That's why they're called mini-sows and so they're going to be quick, they're going to be powerful, they're going to Um, have a punch and I want it to capture your heart and I want you to really meditate on what is being discussed and what is being said and what is God speaking to you about and any revelations that may come to you I pray that this time to really meditate on his word and really go before him in prayer with anything that is on your heart and as we gather we can gather together As we encounter our weeks, they will come. And for those who are thinking about it, their minds will be made up. They will have a heart change. They, you know, they would feel led to come and be a part and be in the room, in the midst of the room. And so I'm looking forward to it, y'all. I wish I could do a little recap, but I probably don't remember half of the things I said. So feel free to run this back. But if you need questions answered immediately, email me as she believe he could at gmail.com. I will see it right away and I will definitely get back to you, answer your questions or anything that is on your heart that you want to talk about. So until next time, girlfriend, holla.